Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation, sir? PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, Figgins, you've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Please don't politicize this virus. If you want to have many more body bags, then you do it. If you don't want many more body bags, then you refrain from politicizing it. Ooh, the guy in charge of the World Health Organization blasting all of us. Don't politicize this so there'll be more body bags, though he has politicized it all from the very beginning. His name is complicated. It's Tedros something or other, something or other, so people are starting to call him T-A-G, his initials. And our uh, our friend Lon He Chen wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal, which we read from yesterday, in which he said the World Health Organization isn't just China-centric. It is broken and compromised and goes through an explanation of that. And we thought, why not talk to Lon He about it? Lon He Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies and Lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford University. Joins us now. Lon He, how are you? Hey, guys. Always good to be with you. Hey, that was a firm-handed spanking you gave the WHO uh, the other day, and well done. Uh, what is it that bothers you most about the way they're doing what they're doing? 
Well, gosh, you know, where do we start? I mean, that, that clip you guys played, I mean, he doesn't sound like the director of a public health agency. He sounds like a tin pot dictator. And, you know, one shouldn't be surprised if you look at the background of where Dr. Tedros came from and why it is that he seems so interested in, in, in placating China's view on this. Um, I, I think there's a couple of challenges. First of all, the, the WHO is, has been for many years a public health organization that countries around the world have looked to for guidance on critical issues. And they've done a lot of good work. I don't wanna, I don't wanna let that go. They've done a lot of good work. The problem is that in the last 10 years or so, the organization has basically been co-opted to launder the public health agenda of the Chinese government. And that's not a problem if you don't, first of all, don't care, or B, if you're not in a state of pandemic, as we are now. And in the current crisis, what the World Health Organization has done is basically to simply accept without questioning or investigation everything that the Chinese government has said about coronavirus. And now we actually know, because the U.S. intelligence community has reported this, that the Chinese have repeatedly lied obfuscated and hidden the truth about coronavirus. And so when you have the public health organization of the world, supposedly, basically taking those statements and saying, yeah, they're true, uh, and, and, you know, spreading those around to the rest of the world, it's a problem. It's a problem for us, and it's a problem not just for us, but for nations around the world. Well, of course, the icing on the cake is that the World Health Organization, like NATO and like the UNN, the United States is the biggest financial contributor, so we're paying a whole bunch of money to have some guy spout nonsense straight out of the mouth of the communist Chinese. Well, right. So $400 million a year is what we send the World Health Organization. We are the world's largest supporter of the WHO. By the way, the world's second largest supporter of the WHO is the Gates Foundation. It's not even another government. I mean, it's not wow. even close. And the Chinese, by comparison, so we give 400 the Chinese give about $44 million a year. So how are they able to get control of the organization? The answer is quite simple. It's the same thing that they've done with a lot of other international organizations. They've tried to make sure that the leadership of those organizations is sympathetic to their point of view. So this guy, Tedros, was a leader in Ethiopia at a time when China invested heavily and gave a lot of money to Ethiopia to develop infrastructure and all sorts of other projects. Tedros has always been accused of being too close to China. And then to put icing on the cake, he puts in charge of the coronavirus task force at the WHO, a guy who is completely bought into China's agenda, has not criticized China once during this entire coronavirus crisis. And instead, both he and Tedros have criticized the United States for our policy response. Now, you can say what you want about Trump and what he's done, but there is no question in my mind that shutting down travel early to China bought us some time. Now, we didn't use the time as well as we probably should have, but it bought us time. So to criticize the U.S. for that strikes me as being completely off base. Well, what is the deal with these guys in the WHO, though? Or did they, they, and I hope that good journalists look into this, this Tedros dude back in Ethiopia, does he have a giant house that the Chinese bought or right around a Bentley? Or is he holding his daughters, are they holding his daughters captive? I mean, it's one thing to not investigate as fully as they should early on whether or not there was human-to-human uh, transmission of the virus. They did a horrible job on that. And lied about it. But but to make these statements about we would just like to point out China's amazing transparency, I mean, they've gone above and beyond covering for China. What the hell? Well, right. So, so if you look at the timeline, which is something I go through in my piece, this, this is really important to, to know. So they basically 
said on January 14th, before they had investigated, before the WHO had investigated itself, they basically said, yeah, we agree with China. There's no human-to-human transmission. Then a couple weeks later, the WHO and Dr. Tedros specifically applaud the Chinese communist leadership for transparency. Then the WHO goes out and says, oh, no, don't worry. The transmission of this virus is, quote, minimal and slow. And, and time and time again, they fall down on the job. They don't even declare this thing a pandemic until March 11th when there are over 100,000 cases around the world. So the, the WHO, it seems to me, has failed not just in terms of its basic public health responsibilities, but in terms of being just an organization that tries to do what is best for its, the rest of its member states. The other thing I'll bring up is that very early on, in fact, in December, Taiwan had informed the WHO of this strange pneumonia-like virus and asked it to produce information and to distribute information about it. Those warnings, those warnings from Taiwan went completely ignored. Now, why did they go ignored? Because Beijing's view, China's view, is that Taiwan is a renegade province and is not its own entity and therefore should not be in the WHO. So what does the WHO do? Instead of investigating for the good of our public health, they accept the political argument of the Chinese government and ignore the Taiwanese. That, that, that to me, is unforgivable as well. Lan He Chen of the Hoover Institution and Stanford University on the line. Listen, I understand uh, that the, the need to, say, overlook some of the sins of the Saudi uh, regime are necessary if you're going to be allied with the Saudi regime. And you could argue, well, the WHO needs to be operating in China. And like Apple and a, a thousand other firms is, is realized, look, if I call them on all their crap, I won't even be able to do business there. But it, it seems to me that the WHO has gone so far beyond going along to get along i'm with jack i mean are they just specifically on the take are they communists are they just drawn to the great power of chairman xi i don't, I don't get it since their their uh, very reason for existence is to keep people from dying of diseases well i i do think first of all the leadership matters a lot i think tedros is completely bought into uh, what the chinese government is doing and saying now we can speculate on why that is, and I think one of the things we ought to demand is a transparency and accounting around Tedros's compensation structure. Yeah, uh, what he's being paid. You know, it, I, I think you guys raised this on the show yesterday. Is the guy flying around in like a, a Gulf Stream everywhere right. he goes? You know, or is he is, is he schlepping it in coach? You know, I mean, it, it, those would be good things to know, right? And and the, if we're going to send four hundred million dollars to this organization every year. I do think it's fair for us to ask, what are we getting for our money? And, and right now, it, it just seems pretty suspicious that Dr. Tedros and his cronies are walking around not having said a single, you cannot find in the record, a single negative thing they have said about China's handling of coronavirus, the way in which the Chinese have, have essentially obfuscated the truth, or... Uh, the way in which, uh, you know, China has responded to this internally. You will, you will not see a single criticism of that. But I guarantee you, you will find plenty of criticisms about the United States and about other countries that have followed the same approach that we have. Not enough criticism out of the mainstream media of the WHO and Tedros in particular, uh, in my mind, either. The New York Times had the story a couple of weeks ago that you could have a 95% reduction in the damage that was done by this by this, deads and, e- and economically, 
uh, laid at the foot of China if they had let the world know what was going on earlier on. Well, you got to put that at the feet of uh, Tedros himself, don't you? Oh, you absolutely have to. He's the leader of the organization. He's the one responsible for not disseminating more information, sounding the alarm earlier, trying to do a better job of taking seriously that this was going to be a big public health challenge. And I, and I think the WHO has to bear some fundamental responsibility for that. Look, about the mainstream media, let me just say this. I think the reason why they, they see this as Trump trying to draw a distraction away from whatever it is. But they then refuse to look seriously and carefully at this organization. And I, I bet you if they took, if they were willing to take a serious look, instead of just dismissing it as some kind of stunt, they would see exactly what I saw, which is absolutely appalling. It is appa- This guy is appalling. And you heard it in his response, the way that he, you know, this stupid blood on their hands argument. It, it, there's another part of that clip you guys ought to find where he says that the U.S. needs to behave. He oh, uses the word oh, behave. Oh, no, dude! This guy, oh. this guy is this guy is beyond the pale. And and the first thing we need to do is we need to remove this guy. And then we can talk about organizational reform. Because while this guy is there, there is no way the World Health Organization becomes a better organization. Just not going to happen. Behave. Well, the, oh, those are oh, fighting yeah. words, dude. <laughs> I stole the words out of my mouth. Uh, you know, the um, the thing with the media, and we've observed this for a long time, Lonnie, is that they're so proud of not being xenophobic. They've crossed some sort of line. They're xenophiles. They're xenophiliacs. They uh, they believe if it is international, if it is foreign, it's by definition superior to the ugly, ugly United States. And right. I think, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, my metaphor is like a Western movie, maybe, where, you know, you got the big tough gunfighter, and he doesn't have to worry about anything. He just kind of lets things go because he's the biggest, toughest, nobody, and everybody knows it, until the other, the, the new big tough gunfighter comes to town. And I think we have just been kind of flabby and not paying attention to international institutions because we ran them. But now China's big enough and tough enough, they've come to town, they're trying to utilize these organizations to their own ends. You know, we only have, like, like 20 seconds, but if you want to comment. No, that's right. And and it, it, the problem is we, we're still spending the most amount of money in the world on these organizations. So we need to demand some accountability. I have no problem with multilateral action. There's sometimes when you need organizations like this. But if you're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year to an organization like this, you better be sure that we're spending it for good and not for evil. And right now, this Tedros guy and the WHO are, are rotten to the core. Lonhe J. Chen. Lonhe, thanks a million Great for the time. Stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Keep uh, preaching, my brother. And Lonhe Chen is not the kind of guy that, you know, calls someone appalling. I mean, that's common on cable news and, and talk radio. He, he's not the kind of guy that says that sort of stuff unless it's true. And in this case, it is very true. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 